All right, let's just jump straight in. Um, I recently watched the 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street movie directed by Wes Craven, the original Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's taken me a long time to do that. I'm not really too sure why. Um, and I wanted to go back and visit that. Not only because it's October, which means got to watch a bunch of horror movies. And one thing you should know about me, I am a huge horror fan. Um, again, that's why it's kind of wild that I haven't seen the first Nightmare on Elm Street. But now I have. Um... The reason I wanted to bring this up is because I actually watched the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street before I have seen, or before I had seen the original 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street. So I had a little bit different perspective than, honestly, probably most people. Um, I feel like a lot of people that really love Nightmare on Elm Street or probably watched that when they were younger um, and you know even some adults watch that but I know that he's such an iconic character and you know the slasher movies really really hit off in the 80s and I guess the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I recently watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street and then today I actually just watched the 2010 remake again because I had the original one fresh on my mind and I just kind of wanted to compare them because I remember watching the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and actually really enjoying that um, I mean given it was released in 2010 so you know I was like 12 years old when I watched that so kind of scared me actually and I thought it was really good and now that I'm older you know I, my brain's a little bit more developed now and so now when I watch movies it's a little bit different of an experience I wanted to experience that remake again because I know that that's considered to be like one of the worst reboots remakes of all time for whatever reason I rewatched it today and I still enjoyed it, even recently watching the original Nightmare on Elm Street, having to compare the two, I still enjoyed both. Um, if I remember right, the, yeah, so the 2010 remake got 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that just kind of shocked me, actually. I. Not that I think it's some masterpiece of a movie. Um, it's not. But I think it's still a pretty damn good slasher movie. Um, I don't feel like really any slasher movie is some masterpiece of a movie. Um, I just feel like it's had no discredit to any of the slasher movies. Um, I feel like it's kind of a, a simpler genre to do. Um, you know, budget-wise and kind of just filmmaking-wise as far as a horror movie goes, you know, a lot, you don't really have to have a bunch of special effects, you know, you kind of just get a small cast. I mean, the the trope is, you know, a bunch of stupid teenagers and a serial killer that chases them down and kills them. I mean, that's the, the main plot of a majority of the slasher movies. And some are done really well. 
such as the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the first Halloween, directed by John Carpenter, I think is also a fantastic slasher movie. And I'm actually a huge fan of Scream. Um, I actually like all of the Scream movies. Scream is actually my favorite, I guess, kind of slasher franchise, you could say, out of all of them. Um, you know, the others have decent movies after the original movies, but I feel like most of the sequels to the slasher movies are pretty much hot garbage. Um, such as Halloween, you know, Halloween, I think has like 12 total movies in its, in its franchise. And I don't think a majority of them are any good. Um, you know, it's kind of the, the trope that studios did back in the day and, you know, they still do it. Um, but it was especially prevalent in the slasher genre because they were so successful, you know, it was easy money. And like I was saying, the budget is pretty easy to manage. Um, so, you know, Halloween was super successful, so they spawned a shit ton of sequels and I feel like most of them were not very good. And I think reason being is they didn't keep the same directors and writers of the original. I think that's the biggest flaw of most of these franchises, um, as did Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I'm not really going to mention Friday the 13th because I'm, I don't think very highly of any of the Friday the 13th movies. Sorry if I offended any of you uh, Friday the 13th fans. I think Jason Voorhees is a really cool character, but I think he's kind of the most basic out of all of the... I mean, maybe not basic. Maybe that's not the right term. I don't feel like he's as interesting as the rest of the slashers or the movies. And so, you know, the first Nightmare on Elm Street I thought was great. Wes Craven did a fantastic job. Rest in peace, Wes Craven. Um, the first Halloween was fucking phenomenal. Um, I thought the first Scream was phenomenal. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I kind of throw in the slasher genre, I think that was phenomenal. And then the rest of the sequels were pretty bad. Um you know, that was just kind of what they did back in the day. And around like 2009, 2010, um, I don't know what studio owns these movies for the most part, but they kind of spawned a few reboots of these franchises. Um, you know, we got a, a Leatherface movie, um, a Leatherface reboot, sorry, um, a Texas Chainsaw. I don't know. I can't remember if it was called Leatherface or Texas Chainsaw. I don't really remember the reboot of that one all too well. Um, they did a Friday the 13th reboot, and then they also did a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, and that's kind of what I wanted to go over because that one's the most, I guess, recent that I've watched. And so I just feel like the the new one, the new Nightmare on Elm Street, the two, I'll just call it the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street, got shit on so bad and I don't think it deserved it. Um, I still think it's pretty good. Um, honestly, watching, having watched the 2010 Nightmare before ever watching the original 1984 Nightmare, 
I think changed my perspective a lot because I enjoyed the 2010 remake and then watching the original. I definitely appreciated the original source material. You know, Robert England did a good job. Wes Craven did a fantastic job directing that as well. You know, he's a pretty damn good horror director, just director in general. And I see why they wanted to reboot it because it's a very popular franchise and Freddy Krueger's a very interesting character. And I feel like you can kind of do a lot with him. And modernizing that, you know, 30 years later is, you know, why not see what we can do with modern technology? And they did it, and people just shit on the remake so bad. Um, I don't know if I've met anybody that has enjoyed it ever. Um, you know, I was even trying to scour, like, online after I'd watched it. Um and just to see, you know, being said it's got a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's the lowest scoring reboot out of like the, you know, the Texas Chainsaw reboot and Friday the 13th reboot. I think it's the lowest scoring one out of them all. And I've watched all of those. And the only one I even remember is Nightmare on Elm Street. I think Jackie Earl Haley, um, if you don't know who that is, he... Um, played Rorschach in the live-action Watchmen movie directed by Zack Snyder. Um, he actually was cast as Freddy Krueger in the 2010 Nightmare movie, and I thought he did fucking awesome. I think his voice was absolutely perfect. I think he looked good. Um, his demeanor was menacing. Just his delivery was frightening. I don't know. There's. I don't know if they did... I mean, I'm sure they did a little bit, but just like the, his voice was just deep and menacing and just like disturbing as fuck. And honestly, comparing it to the original, don't hate me. This is kind of a hot take. I kind of prefer Jackie's portrayal over England's um, in certain perspectives. I mean... It's hard to hard to beat out the original. Um, I think Robert England did a fantastic job, and obviously he's the original, and so you can't ever take him off of that pedestal um, of just being so goddamn iconic. I mean, if you think of Freddy Krueger, you think of Robert England's Freddy Krueger, not Jackie Earl Haley's. But I just comparing the original. You know, it was a little bit more silly, which was okay. Um, I mean, that's what they were going for. Um, you know, he was a little bit more goofy. He liked to taunt his victims, um, you know, like cutting off his face and having like a like a skull under there and like maggots and shit all over his body and, you know, watching him like, hey, look at this. And he claws himself open. He's got like this green just like infection and maggots coming out and he just thinks it's fucking hilarious and it is funny like how creepy he is but like how like unserious he takes it but like in a good way like that's the whole point and he did a very good job of doing that because he the the victims were so scared but he was just not being serious at all he's like yeah you're scared of me but i'm just gonna be completely ridiculous um yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, when he extended his arms out in the alleyway and they're fucking super long, super goofy, but it was it was great. I mean, if you were to ever see that in real life, it'd be fucking terrifying. But um, he 
he didn't talk a lot, which didn't necessarily need to. Um, so I didn't really get to hear his voice compared to, you know, getting to hear Jackie Earl Haley's voice a lot in the 2010 remake. Um, so I would give the voice to Jackie's Freddy Krueger over Roberts just because I, at least the original. I honestly, I have not seen all of the sequels of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because I don't really want to. I have not heard good things about really any of them. I know Wes Craven didn't direct any of them um, other than I think he wrote maybe the third movie. He didn't direct it. And then I think he directed a a new nightmare, which was kind of like a meta Nightmare on Elm Street thing where it's like the actors are within the Nightmare on Elm Street universe, if I remember right. Um, and that one was done by Wes Craven. And those are like the two highest ones was the first one and then that new nightmare directed by Wes Craven. Um, but... I don't know. It's. I just found myself preferring Jackie's Freddy Krueger over Robert England's. And with the original, um, I think all the actors were good. I think I prefer um, the, the younger kids of the original. Like they... They're, they seem a lot younger. I don't know if they're supposed to be the same age, um, but like Nancy, uh, I think Nancy's the only returning character in the remake. I don't think they brought over, um, you know, uh, let me see if I can get their name, like Glenn and Tina. I don't think their names are used in the remake. I think Nancy's the only one that has like a returning character in the remake. But I prefer the 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 kids in the original to the i guess the the kids like the high school kids in the remake i think rooney mara did a good job as nancy in the remake but i still prefer the kids in the original um but again like i was saying the first one I mean, it's it's the original. It you can't you can't fault it for that. But I'm I'm kind of comparing. That's why I'm faulting in in certain ways here. Is I preferred the serious approach of the remake over the kind of goofy ish um, approach to the original. Um, you know, the first one was kind of quirky and in the best way possible. But again to really get that disturbing factor of Freddy just being an absolute menace and just a fucking scary ass villain. I think they nailed it in the remake. I really do. Again, the voice just seals it. Um, and I know a lot of people didn't like the prosthetics, um, on the 2010 remake Freddy Krueger. They thought his face looked weird. I think it was just a little jarring not to see Robert England as Freddy Krueger. I think it was just kind of jarring to not to see a completely different actor as Freddy Krueger because we've never seen it before. It's always been Robert. Um, I liked it. I liked the prosthetics. I think they did a good job of really kind of morphing his face. It didn't just look like his face with burns. You know, you can kind of see Jackie Hurl Haley's face beneath it, but, you know, he had a big gouge right here, and it was kind of, like, morphed up here. 
he just looked fucked up and in the best way possible some of the special effects and like the cgi in the remake are bad i will admit um you know the they remade the the scene of him coming out of like the wallpaper over the bed um from the original in the remake they did that and i think the original did way better um, they did a lot of cgi in the remake when he was coming through the wall on that wallpaper and it looked bad but i think for the most part it all looked great as a modern nightmare on elm street movie and i also know a lot of people did not like that they leaned into the kind of molester side of freddy um in the remake you know it was kind of hinted at in the original i mean just the way he acted around the kids was you could kind of tell he was creepy because they were little kids in the original and the way he acted towards them you know he would like flick his tongue at him and kind of grope him and just say really weird things to him you're like eh. He probably likes little kids, but we don't necessarily know that 100% because they're not telling us that. But in the remake, they they doubled down on it. Um, a lot of his lines of dialogue are very perverted. Um, and the backstory, that, again, that's another thing, is they kind of gave Freddy a backstory, which I liked. Um, I could see why people would be like, no, I want to keep him mysterious. I don't want to know. His backstory it's kind of like the joker thing you know he he doesn't have a backstory that's what makes him so great is he's just mysterious you don't know where the hell he came from um but i i liked the idea of getting a backstory um and it was via a, a dream sequence when he was um in quentin's dream in the remake uh, he was in quentin's dream haunting him when he was uh swimming and he shows what the parents did to Freddy. Um, the backstory of Freddy in the remake is that he was a gardener at the preschool that these little kids attended, and he was apparently very close with the little kids and um, apparently started touching them or molesting them, I'm assuming. It doesn't directly say, but it definitely kind of solidifies that he did those things to them as little kids um because the whole the whole backstory is he touched them and like left marks on them and the little kids came home and their parents found out that he was doing this and the parents actually they were like we don't want to go to the police we don't want um, any of that we want to take matters into our own hands and deal with him directly they wanted they wanted to kill him so they chased him down into a boiler room and just all um, teamed up and locked him in and you know threw molotovs in there and lit him on fire and you know that's where he gets the burns and he starts you know taking off his clothes because he's getting really hot because he's on fire and that's where his sweater is and he always wore the fedora and you know he essentially burned alive in there and essentially his revenge in this movie the whole point he's attacking these kids is because the kids told their parents that he was 
touching them. You know, he would have, this would have never happened if the kids never ratted him out. That's not a good term because it's essentially kind of sounded like they shouldn't have tattled him. Absolutely should have told somebody. I'm glad they did. But um, he is essentially haunting them because they are the reason that he is the way he is now. So I, I appreciated getting that backstory of Freddy. Um, you know, it, it kind of added a layer to his character. And I know I can understand not liking the kind of pedophile side of Freddy Krueger because you're like, I don't, I don't want to deal with a guy that touches kids. But it adds a, another layer of just disturbing and gross and creepy to the character and I don't want to say that I liked but that I kind of appreciated you know I it's it just makes him so much more menacing you know so when he's chasing down the kids you know what he's done to them and it's so fucked up and it just makes you hate him more it makes you root for the the victims more to get Freddy you know it kind of just adds that to him uh to the story and i feel like the the original just kind of glossed over that whole backstory you know it was just that um the parents knew freddy krueger and you know they um i don't know they just they didn't go into the depth the way that they did in the remake um you know, they they gave a backstory-ish, you know, when the kids started finding out and started questioning who Freddy Krueger was. Um, and it kind of happens the same in both movies. You know, they approach their parents, and their parents had been lying to them and acted like they didn't know who this Freddy guy was. And then they get kind of caught in a lie, and then they have to, you know, tell the story of who Freddy Krueger is. I just preferred the way that they did it in the remake because they really went in a depth of how fucked up he is and why he deserved to, you know, burn to death because he was a fucking gross-ass pedophile. But it added to that disturbing factor to Freddy's character. And I just... I I kind of preferred that. I don't want to say that I liked it, but I preferred that to the original because it was just so fucked up. And, again, it made you root for the victims to get him more. And... I just feel like I didn't I didn't feel like I had enough reasoning in the first one to understand why he was really going after the kids as much as he was. You know, we got a little bit of a background, but I just didn't feel the motivation as much as I did in the remake. And so I don't know, that's just kind of my little hot take, I guess, on why I actually think the remake is a good remake of the nightmare on elm street do i think it could have done better yes um could it have been acted better yes could it have been directed better yes could the special effects been better yes writing directing all of that could have been better um but for what it was being a reboot a remake of the original um i feel like they they paid homage to the original, uh, but they also didn't just do a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the original. Uh, that's where it gets difficult when you do a reboot. 
and this is why people don't like reboots is because you know you take a take a beloved franchise for the most part this is what they reboot because it was successful take a beloved franchise like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, beloved character. They say, if we throw Freddy Krueger in this movie, it'll make us money no matter what. Um, I'm sure that's what they were going for. So that's why it's kind of hard for me to defend this because I'm sure that's probably what they were going for. They're like, just put Freddy in here and we'll make some money. And it completely bombed. But I, I actually defend it as a pretty damn good reboot. But, sorry, I'll kind of digress back to my point here is... Uh, that's the problem with reboots is with the beloved franchise and the beloved character that you take, you say, let's do this again. As fans of the franchise and the character, you want to see more. You do. But you don't want to just see garbage. You know, you want to you want to see more of what you loved in the first place. You know, you want to see that. But if you got what you loved in the first place you'd probably just get it'd probably just kind of feel like a rehash of a lot of the original you know it's i'll kind of bring up like the lion king you know you had the original lion king and they're like well that was lightning in a bottle that was super successful let's just do literally the exact same thing but make it live action and it didn't really succeed you know it looked gorgeous it was the exact same storyline the same characters but repeating it doesn't make it as good as the original you know you don't capture that same lightning in a bottle that you did originally you can't you know that that only happens once really um, you can't just copy it and expect the same result and bringing that back to this Nightmare on Elm Street movie I feel like they had a good balance of paying homage and you know, recreating some of the iconic scenes, like I was telling you, you know, the one where he comes out of the wallpaper, you know, the one where he's in the in the bath with Nancy and the claw comes out. They did that. You know, the one where he takes Tina and throws her around the room and cuts her open. They kind of did that with a, a new character named uh, Chris, I think. I think her name was Chris. Yeah, Chris, played by Katie Cassidy. Same deal there. You know, they recreated some of those scenes with modern technology, and I thought they, for the most part, succeeded. They landed well. It was nice to see those done again with modern technology, but also see some new kills and some new just takes on things. You know, the story was different. You know, they kind of changed Freddy around. He wasn't just a a murderer. You know, he was a a gross pedophilia induced gardener at a school that they attended when they're in preschool you know the the story of him changes a little bit and his demeanor was also different he was a lot a lot more i think he was a lot more disturbing and menacing than the original and that's okay you know i think doing something different is what you need to do um again i think they had a good balance of taking chunks that were successful in the original, but also doing their own spin on it. Um, and so that's why I was just shocked that it was received so poorly. Um, and I wonder if, you know, if it had never come out and they, they did a remake today, kind of like how they're doing with the new Halloween movies, you know, it took a while for them to do a, 
you know, sequel kind of reboot in a way. Um, you know, they still kept the original character, Laurie Strode, but I wonder if it'd be better received today just to give it more time and make it maybe not feel like such a cash grab. Um, so I think that maybe that's what turned people off, was it maybe felt that way, that it maybe just felt like a cash grab. But I also know how people are, and I feel like nobody's ever pleased with anything. Not saying that you can't dislike something. You absolutely can. And obviously a majority of people fucking hated this movie. But I'm just saying is, you know, if you're a fan of something like a franchise or a character, don't you want to see more? Like, isn't that the point? Um, I guess maybe people just want it left alone. I understand that. Totally get it. Um, but I feel like you also can't necessarily be upset at them trying to do more because they want to capture a new audience. You know, they did that back in the 80s. And then it was 30 years later that they did a, a reboot instead of a sequel. It was a, you know, a reboot. They're trying to capture a new, a new audience for Freddy and kind of establish a new Freddy. And people were pissed. And it just sucks because, you know, when studios try something a little different uh, with a, a reboot or a remake, it's usually negatively received. You know, if they change something from the original, people are usually upset. But I feel like the same people would also be upset if they just did a shot-for-shot -shot remake, you know. They'd be like, do something original. Why did you just do a shot-for-shot -shot remake? This is just a cash grab. But then if they do something original, you're like, oh, well, this isn't why we love the franchise or the character in the first place. You completely tarnished the whole reason we love the, the character in the movies in the first place. Why didn't you stay more true to the original? You know, so it's, it's hard. Um, and when things like this are so negatively received and I'm not blaming anybody and for any of this, but it just sucks because, you know, it's probably not going to get touched for a while. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's better for, you know, this fan base to not get touched for a while. But I thought 30 years was a decent while um, to, to reboot, you know, instead of a sequel to reboot. Cause there was a lot of sequels going into the nineties, um, late nineties. So it's not necessarily 30 years since we've gotten a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but it just sucks because when studios and, you know, filmmakers try something different with things like this and it gets negatively received, which it did, it's not going to get touched for a while. And the next time it gets touched, they're going to be almost too scared to do anything different because this one did something different. They're going to be scared to do that again. They're going to be scared to do something original, and it's probably going to be almost a shot-for-shot -shot remake of the original, and then people are going to be upset again and ask for something original, and then it's not going to get touched for a while again. You know, it's... I know people would just prefer to... Most people would just prefer to stop getting all the reboots and the remakes, but at the same time, if you're a fan of this stuff, I mean, don't you want to see more of it? I guess me as a fan, I do. Uh, and by more, I don't mean just pump out a movie every year and you're just giving us content to give us content to make money. I, that's not what I mean. I mean, 
to me, Scream, I'll just kind of jump over into Scream. Scream 5 is coming out in January of next year, of 2022. The trailer actually just dropped, and I thought, I think it looks fucking awesome. I'm a little biased because I love Scream. But Scream has had five total movies in its franchise. Um, they did... They did kind of pump them, like the pump the first three out pretty quick. Um, but I think it was between 96 and 2000, they pumped the, the Scream 1, 2, and 3 out. But they were successful, I mean, for the most part. I think all of the Scream movies are good. I don't think they're all great. I think 1 is great. I think 2 is pretty good. I think 3 is... All right, I actually really liked four, and I'm looking forward to five. Um, but the nice thing is, is they stayed consistent with the cast and the characters. You know, every single one of the, I'm I'm not going to count Scream Five because that's going to be a little bit separate. Is Scream One through Four were all written and directed by the by the same people. Wes Craven directed them all, and I don't remember the writer. Um, let me look it up really quick because I want to give him a little bit of credit. Um, Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson wrote one through four of Scream. So they have the same writers and directors for Scream one through four. And they were able to stay consistent. You know, they didn't have the unnecessary sequels. You know, I guess you could call them unnecessary and whatever, whatnot. But it's a franchise. And... But it's a small franchise, and it was a consistent franchise, and I think they did a good job with that. Um, instead of just pumping out 12 movies over the span of, like, 10 years, you know, they did four. And kept it tight and concise and kept the same directors and creators, and I think that was to the benefit Um and Scream 5 is actually not directed by Wes Craven because he unfortunately passed away. And I don't think it's written by Kevin Williamson either. Um, yeah, it looks like it's not. So this could potentially kind of be the start of them maybe needing to stop. And I would be okay with that. At least for a while. I wouldn't mind seeing a Scream movie, you know, 10 years down the road again. I, I love Scream. Um, but... I feel like they're a very good example of how to do that. Keep the same directors. Keep the writers if you can, um, if you're able to. Um, keep some of the cast members around. You know, Don't just kill everybody off. Make an interesting story instead of just spamming sequels to make money. And I think they just had the right approach to it, where all these other franchises, you know, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, even Chucky, um, Texas Chainsaw, you know, they just, they, they milked the cash cow 100%, and it just sucks. Um, and things like this, that's what I'm saying, is it sucks, because because of studios doing that and kind of ruining it for everybody, people are going to be afraid to take these beloved franchises and maybe do your own twist on it, you know? And I, I want to see that. I do. Because the people that grew up watching these are the filmmakers of today. You know, the, the horror directors now 
probably were inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween, and that's the reason that they're making movies today, you know, so maybe maybe they could do something different with the franchise, and it'd be cool, but people just are upset. I guess I I just like getting more of what I love, and it doesn't necessarily have to be quantity that I need, but quality you know I, I want some i don't need spammed i don't need it all i just need some i i want to keep that in my life so i don't know that's just kind of how i feel on the the remake compared to the original i'm so sorry if that is against most people's beliefs um again i feel like i'm very much in the minority of defending the remake but i think they're both fun movies i think night the original nightmare on elm street and the 2010 remake are both good nightmare on elm street movies i think the remake is better than all of the probably the sequels you know i haven't seen all of the sequels um but i feel like it's probably better than a majority of them um because i know how those sequels go because i've seen you know, multiple of Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw and some of the Nightmare on Elm Street, they're not good. And I can just tell by watching the remake, it, I can almost tell that it's going to be much better than what the sequels are. So I don't know. Um, maybe give it a go again. You know, if you haven't watched it in a while, you know, Halloween's coming up. Maybe, maybe watch the original and then watch the remake. I just want to see if you think anything different, you know? Uh, maybe just open your eyes a little bit and just open your mind up. You know, I'm not saying to just to say that it's some masterpiece or anything, but just keep an open mind and don't just block it off because it's something different, you know? Just, you know, have fun with it. Nothing, everything doesn't have to be so serious. You can You can still enjoy things if they're not masterpieces they can just be fun so i don't know i'm i'm just trying to stay positive with these things because i i want more of this stuff i don't want studios and creators to be afraid to do things like this so i don't know that's just that's just my my cup of tea and my my two cents on on that whole subject I went on a way longer rant than I was expecting to, but that's that's fine. Um, that was my, my main topic of discussion today. So um, the I guess the next ones I wanted to jump into were just wanted to give a quick shout out to the movie Trick or Treat um, that came out in 2007. I actually watched that for the first time as well the other day. Um, you know, a lot of the older horror movies and kind of earlier horror movies, I was really young when those came out, and I didn't watch a lot of movies when I was young. You know, I've really only started watching movies within probably the last 10 years of my life. And as of, you know, I'd say the last five, really taking a serious passion in movies, and especially horror, um, uh, I want I, I to watch a lot of these. and So I'm just kind of getting caught up with a lot of the oldies and the classics and trick-or-treat seems like it's one of those cult classics 
I did not know that it was kind of a, a parody, kind of a silly Halloween movie. Uh, I thought it was serious. I really thought it was a, just a straight up serious slasher movie. And it's it's all over the place. The dialogue's fucking hilarious, um, but it's also got serious tones to it. You know, the kills and stuff are good. They they do a lot of different things, and you could tell the creator really had a passion for Halloween. You know, just what goes on around Halloween and the history behind Halloween. Also, Halloween movies and just horror movies in general. I You can tell he had a lot of fun with it. And I thought it was really, really fun. So if for whatever reason you haven't seen Trick or Treat before, um, if you want just kind of a, a fun, scary movie, I guess you could say, to watch. You know, not something super dark or scary and like you could watch trick or treat super late at night and probably not get scared um, just cause it's not one of those to me. Um, I'd say go for it. Um, I think it's on HBO max. If I remember right, if you have that, um, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it's a fun watch. I won't talk about it too much, but I just wanted to give a little shout out to that cause it's a really great movie. Um, I'm very excited for the new Halloween movie. Um comes out in actually two days as of me recording this. So I actually enjoyed the one that came out like three years ago. Um, you know, the technically the sequel to the original. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought they did a really good job of modernizing it. I think, again, kind of jumping back to the conversation, I think this is the approach you need to take. You know, take some time in between your movies, but you can still continue your story from the original, but also do something different. You know, they they nailed it on the head, I think, with the the reboot sequel um, as of like three years ago. And so I'm excited to see that continue um, within the week that I watch it here soon. And hopefully I'll be able to talk about that too once I, once I go see it. I already touched on Scream. I had that on my bullet point list. I was going to touch on the Scream trailer for Scream 5. I think it looks really cool. Um, I think it might be. I think it might be a reboot. Because um, they are bringing... It's almost like a sequel. But I feel like it's going to reboot into maybe kind of new characters to move forward with the franchise. Because um, they, they got Jack Quaid in there, which is Dennis Quaid's son. If you've ever seen uh, The Boys... He's kind of the main the main character in there. Um, he's going to be in it. And then they have the kind of original trio from Scream 1 through 4. You know, Neve Campbell coming back, playing Sydney, And, uh, you know, you got uh, Courtney Cox coming back to reprise her role um, as Gail. And then David Arquette. That's who I was trying to think of. Uh, you know, Dewey, Officer Dewey, um, he's coming back as well. So it's going to be fun to see them, but also the new new characters that they introduce. Um, so I'm very excited for that. If you haven't seen the Scream uh, 5 trailer, I say go for it. Um, it did reveal a little bit more than I wanted it to. kind of gave away the whole first opening scene that Scream's kind of known for. You know, they're, the very first opening sequence is usually a kill super fun one and kind of feels like they gave it away in the trailer so if you're not interested in seeing that maybe just don't watch it but it was cool um it was kind of a nice modern take um so go for it go watch it if you haven't seen it 
Um, the really the last thing I really wanted to go over here was uh, Midnight Mass, which is a Netflix original series that came out um, maybe last month. Um, yeah, September, and I didn't realize it came out until like earlier this month. Um, I was just kind of scrolling through Netflix and I saw that and I was like, huh, what is that? And lo and behold, it's directed by Mike Flanagan, which is top three horror directors for me. I mean, shit, it's hard to rank them, but he's way up there for me. I fucking love Mike Flanagan. Every single thing that Mike Flanagan has directed, I have loved. Um, if you're not familiar with his work, um, he directed and wrote Haunting of Hill House, the Netflix series. Um, I think he helped kind of co-create Haunting on Bly Manor. Uh, I don't think he directed and wrote all of the episodes the way that he did with Hill House. I think somebody else kind of had, had the helm on that one. And it kind of showed. Um, I liked Bly Manor. Um, I did cry twice. <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed Bly Manor, but I very much preferred Hill House and the story and the way just it was made um, to Bly Manor. Hill House is fucking phenomenal. If you have not seen Hill House and you're in the mood for a horror, scary movie of any sort, and you kind of like the slower burn of those kind of movies it's more story in it and more character driven than just straight up scary please check out hill house it's and i'm not i don't feel bad about saying this at all i feel very confident in saying hill house is one of the greatest pieces of horror content ever made in my opinion um but a couple other things mike flanagan has made uh he made Ouija Origins of Evil, and don't get that mixed up with the first Ouija movie, which was garbage. He made the sequel to the original Ouija movie, and it was fucking awesome, which is very rare that does a, a sequel outdo the original, but the original was very bad and not done by Mike Flanagan. Um, he also did Oculus, which if you have not seen that, is a great horror movie as well. He did Hush. Um which I believe is also on Netflix and stars his wife, Kate Siegel, which she is in a majority of his works, and she's a phenomenal actress. Um, he also did Gerald's Game, um, which was a, a Stephen King adaptation, done very well on Netflix. And he also did Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining, and I think he did a very, very good job of adapting that, and that was, that was tough because... Following up Stanley Kubrick's The Shining is almost impossible because it's one of, if not the greatest horror movie ever made, in my opinion. Um, but also kind of doing a sequel to The Shining book as well. It seemed to do more so of a sequel to the movie, but they did take elements from The Shining book as well over the movie because the movie and the book of The Shining are very different. Um both great in their own right. Personally, I love both of them in their own ways. But if you haven't seen Doctor Sleep either and you liked The Shining um, or have just seen The Shining and are just interested in seeing more, definitely check out Doctor Sleep. I honestly don't think Mike Flanagan has made something I don't like. 
um, or even love. I, I love everything he has made. And so, rant over here is uh, Midnight Mass. It is a, a new new series on Netflix. It's a, a limited series. It's kind of how he makes his series. Same kind of set up as Hill House is. It's a very short season episode-wise, but each episode's about an hour long. So it's a it's a lengthy story, but also kind of tight and concise. It's not oversaturated. Um, it it feels similar to Hill House. If you like the way that you know, kind of the watching experience of Hill House was, I think you'll dig this just as much. Um, I guess this is kind of a passion project for. Mike Flanagan, um, I guess he's been waiting so long to do this. Um, I mean, there are references in Hush and Gerald's game to Midnight Mass, I guess, and you could kind of see um, the Midnight Mass book that, you know, that the the characters in Gerald's game and Hush, um, you could see that book in the movie. And so he's, he's had this idea for so long, just to, through a couple interviews I was listening um, from him he's been wanting to do this forever and so it's awesome that he got to do kind of a a passion project like this it it was so different but so fucking good um i don't want to spoil it because I think you absolutely need to watch it. If you like horror, um, if you like character drama, if you like just good storytelling, and even if you just want nice visuals, fucking check this show out. It is phenomenal. Um, again, it's on Netflix, and I think there's about seven episodes. Again, if you've seen Haunting on Hill House or Bly Manor, um, you'll see kind of a couple returning actors and actresses, which is, again, kind of something he does. Um, I'm trying to see... Okay, here we go. This is just kind of the, the brief description of the show. Um, it says... The arrival of a charismatic priest brings miracles, mysteries, and renewed religious fervor to a dying town. Keeps it very subtle um, and discreet. There's there's so much to break down in this show that I don't even want to discuss because I don't want to give any of it away. There's so many twists and turns and surprises and choices by characters that are made that you're just like, holy shit, you know, but it's done so well. It's not just like shock value, just to have shock value. It was so unique and so, so original, and I appreciate it so much. And um, I guess kind of the only other thing I could tell you that it's kind of about, you know, if you want to prepare yourself, is it's it's very religion-oriented. Um, not in the matter that it's like a Christian movie or anything, or that it's a satanic movie or anything like that. It's it's not telling you that one is bad or one is good. It's not forcing any agenda down your throat like that. Um, I don't want to get that misconstrued. What I mean is the, the basis is very religion-oriented, but it makes both sides question your beliefs. You know, if you are religious and you watch this show, it's it's supposed to ask questions. 
but not give you any answers. It's supposed to ask questions about religion and about belief in God and Jesus and, you know, whether the Bible is right and, you know, all these all these rules and the commandments and everything. If, if they are right, if we should be valuing those. And the same the other way, you know, um, with atheism. Um, I I think of myself, I guess you could say, as an atheist. Um, I'm not I'm not a religious person. I don't have anything against anybody that is religious. I guess my kind of only standpoint is don't force your beliefs on me, and I won't force any of my beliefs on you. I won't, I won't judge you if you don't judge me. Um, that's really as simple as that. But as a non-religious person watching this show it didn't make me hate religious people or think that religious people are worse it didn't make me think that atheists are great you know it it made me question my beliefs too you know and really i guess the non-belief that i have it made me question that you know made me question is there a god you know is there a higher power you know what is heaven where do we go when we die you know, it it really brought those questions up on, on both sides and didn't really give you, it let you decide your own answers. It, it really just wanted to ask those questions and it did such a good job of not digging too deep into that where it's trying to, it feels like it's trying to push any sort of agenda on either side. But also, by the end, honestly, just kind of bringing both of those kind of questions together of, believing and not believing and just you know seeing people for who they are and i don't know it was just super eye-opening and heartwarming but also scary and disturbing and sad and every emotion you can think of on the spectrum it was it hit every single one so i just wanted to give you that kind of preparation you know if, Again, I, I don't want to say if you have any preference, you know, if you are a religious person, you should watch it. If you're not a religious person, you should watch it. I think everybody should watch it. It has no specific audience that should be watching it. Because uh, there are some scary movies that are like, hey, we're going to make this spooky and make it seem like religious people are like cult members or that, you know, that you should believe in satan because satan is more powerful or anything like that didn't have any sort of agenda um specifically it it almost had all of the agendas you know each side had their own agenda and so it kind of pushed all of the agendas at the same time and kind of made you pick and choose like the questions that you may want answered and it was just it was awesome so i don't again i don't want to spoil it any of it because it was all awesome. Every performance was phenomenal. It was just, it was great. So please, 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 if you are a horror fan or even just a, just a movie fan or a TV show fan of just high quality filmmaking and storytelling and character writing, please check this show out. You know, if you have a tolerance for, um, kind of disturbing imagery i guess and horror i mean most people know what to expect out of a horror movie but i would say that it's not super duper focused on being a horror oriented show it is a horror show but that's not the main focus you know um, it's not made just to have jump scares to scare you 
So if if you have a tolerance for horror movies, watch it. If you love horror movies, watch it. I just I can't rave about it enough. Mike Flanagan, you fucking knocked it out of the park again. So thank you so much for continuing the original creations and the genius creations and the great creations that you keep making. You know, it's it's great. Um Yeah. That's that's about all I got. Um looks like we're we're coming up on an hour here anyway. I think that's kind of the perfect time, honestly. Um, thank you guys so much for, for stopping by for the, the first episode. Please come back if you liked it. If not, thanks for stopping by and hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you guys later.